and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. My name is Dr Neve Ramsey, Research Assistant at the Australian and New Zealand Hip Fracture Registry. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation as the traditional owners of the land we live and work on and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. On today's podcast, we have physiotherapist Claire Turner from Waitemata District Health Ward in New Zealand. She will be talking us through the importance of early patient mobilisation following hip fracture surgery. Hello and welcome, Claire. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So before we start, can you um, tell us a bit about yourself and your clinical background? Um, Well, as you can tell probably from my voice, um, I trained in the UK. Um, I qualified in, I think, 2008 um, from University in Birmingham. I stayed working in the UK in a variety of clinical settings within the NHS until about 2012 when I moved to New Zealand. Um, And actually, since then, I've worked for Waitemata DHB in, again, a variety of settings, Um, initially splitting my time between visiting patients in their own home in the community and working on the acute wards. And then in more recent years, um, securing a senior um, physiotherapy position within the acute orthopaedic team. And I've been here looking after patients, having elective surgery and traumatic admissions for the last three or four years now. Wow. Okay. So you've got quite a bit of experience then, I guess, in this. And what I was really keen to hear from you is how important do you see on your wards is early mobilisation for hip fracture patients after their surgery? Um, I would say, apart from the surgery itself, I would say it probably is one of the most important things. Um, Once patients are medically stable and they've got their pain under control, um, and and the reasons being really that the risks of immobility are significant. So if a patient is in bed for a few days even, sometimes this can increase their risk of respiratory compromise. it can lead to development of pneumonia. Um, patients who are immobile tend to be quite constipated, um, having weakness in their evacuation muscles, even to sort of the, the more extreme cases. Patients can develop muscle atrophy and bone loss. They, If they stay in bed for reasonable periods of time as well, um, the risk of postural hypotension is also significant. Um, post-operative deep vein thrombosis, UTI, um, and then the list goes on, you know, to the to the nth degree of developing pressure yeah, injuries and fractures. Um, but one of the things I think often gets kind of um, missed is that the fear and the fear of falling syndrome, it can almost be a cyclical event. So a patient will fall, it may be the first fall they've had, but it really kind of knocks the winds out of their sails. And and then unless they actually get back on the horse, you know, for want of a better word, they yeah. they do get more fearful and then their muscles become weaker. They get and it just goes round and round in a circle. So getting people up and moving as soon as possible is crucial. And I mean, of, of course, first day after surgery, I can imagine, although having surgery is one of the best things we can do for pain, there is always a lot of pain day one after surgery. So how do you specifically motivate your patients to mobilise early, especially those who might be fearful or in pain? 
Yeah, I think it's about building that really strong therapeutic relationship with patients before you even really um, attempt to do anything. So um, myself and my team make sure that we have a really good idea of the patient before we even go to see them. You know, so they know that we know a little, little bit about them um, and that helps them to build their confidence in us as clinicians. I think it's important as well to acknowledge their fear and acknowledge that, you know, they may be feeling really worried about what us as physiotherapists are going to be trying to help them to achieve. It might be, as I said, the first time for some of these people being in hospital. Um, So they may feel quite vulnerable and and feel quite helpless. So addressing all of these, um, all these issues, issues is really important. And then trying to focus them around towards their goals so obviously a lot of people are wanting to get back to doing whatever it is that they were doing before they found themselves in hospital so trying to get these people to focus in on little short-term goals it might be you know the first day we see you we're going to try and get you up and we might try and take a few steps and then within a few weeks we're going to be you know well or days depending on how unwell they were before they come into hospital about making that plan to get them back to the place that they want to be and sometimes involving family members or significant carers as well can also help to really motivate or get these patients on board with what we're trying to help them to achieve. Yeah, great. It sounds like one of the most vital aspects of that is really personalising and getting to know the patient that you're treating. Yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You really need to know your person and make sure that they they know that and that they feel that they have 100% of your undivided attention while you're with them and, and for them to know that you really are trying your hardest to achieve whatever goal it is that, that, that they have in mind. Your workplace, do you have any special initiatives that have been implemented to encourage early mobilisation? Um, we've had an early recovery after surgery ERAS sort of protocol for a number of years on the orthopaedic wards and, and this is kind of to empower nursing staff as, you know, as not just the focus being on the physio needs to get you up out of bed the first time you know we need all of the team members that are are crucial parts of this person's experience in hospital to feel um, really happy to get people moving as soon as possible one of our author geriatricians has initiated a bit of a trial um, in that we're getting some of our patients who've had neck of femur fractures seen over the weekend um, We would have normally seen some of these patients over the weekend. So people who we earmark as being able to go home within sort of two or three days, um, we would see. But she's managed to secure some funding from ACC, I believe, to um, allow even patients that are just waiting for rehab to be seen over the weekend. So it would be really interesting to see if this does impact significantly on sort of the length of stay and also just, um, you know, patient reported outcomes of quality of life, et cetera, after um, the neck of femur. Because I think there's been a little bit of research looking into the area of what we would probably term fast track neck of femurs. So patients who are relatively um, fit and well prior to the neck of femur fracture. But I think the, the possible improvement might be in that frailer adult population, but I guess just watch this space and see what happens with that. That sounds like a very exciting program. And with um, patient outcomes on 
on our minds. How do you find the ANZHFR data that's reported annually impacts the care that you provide? I wouldn't say it impacts me sort of on a daily practice at all on the wards, um, but some of the outcome measures like the opportunity for first day mobilisation and return to pre-fracture mobility at 120 days, um, they do act as a really good reminder to ensure that those core standards and expectations are being met in regards to getting people up after surgery and making sure that suitable onward referrals are being made um, to make sure that we are getting people back to that pre-fracture mobility um, really as soon as we possibly can. And obviously as therapists, we just want to ensure that we really achieve the best outcomes for our patients. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Claire, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your experience. Thanks for having me. Again, it's, it's nice to do something a little bit different.